Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. Today is a very special episode. Um, we have our guests from Who Shot First. Um, I was actually able to be on their podcast. Uh, we actually recorded that episode right before we're recording this one. And I'm going to give them a little bit of time. We have Alex and Ethan. Um, so, Alex, why don't you go first? How did you get started in Star Wars, and what has kept you interested? Hello, I'm Alex. Uh, so, I have always really enjoyed Star Wars. I have I grew up with the 1990, or not 1990, but the I grew up with the VHS versions, uh, the 1990 right after, right beginning, as they were released, and I grew up watching those on repeat uh, through my elementary school years. And then eventually saw the prequels. I grew up with them, but was not super hardcore into them. And I would say even my fandom did not evolve completely to hardcore fandom until probably late high school, college, when I I really just got into all of the EU. I always read a lot of the EU. That's that's kind of what got me and kept me is I just kept reading the the legends what is now considered legends books and following those along so that's kind of how I got in there awesome man those those legends books there's just something about them I've I've read everything after the original trilogy I've read some of the stuff before the prequels um and some during the prequels but man legends is awesome I hate that it's not canon anymore technically um, yep. But we can still read them. We can still enjoy them. So who cares? So Ethan. Ethan is the other host of Who Shot First. I'm happy to have him on as well. So Ethan, how did you get started with Star Wars? And what's kept you hooked? Uh, yeah, so I actually uh, credit Alex with my initial uh, of Star Wars. Uh, he and I would hang out a lot growing up. And I would first watch the original trilogy VHSs uh, at his place. And that was really kind of what planted the seed of my uh, eventual Star Wars obsession. And it really just became cemented when I saw uh, Revenge of the Sith in 2005. Uh, I was finally old enough to see uh, PG-13 movies. Um, So, uh, and I hadn't seen, I unfortunately didn't get the chance to see uh, uh, Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones in theaters when they first came out. but when Revenge of the Sith hit theaters and I saw that for the first time, I was completely, completely blown away and completely just, uh, I, was, I was all in. And just a quick thing about me, I, my favorite character is General Grievous. And that just has to do with mostly because, you know, being such a young kid, watching him on the big screen for the first time, it just stuck with me. And after that, I had to know everything. I had to, I had to know every little detail about the planets they were on, the characters, the the minimal characters, you know, just everything. So I I credit Alex with 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 exposing me to it as uh, as a young kid, and then I credit uh, Revenge of the Sith with really having it home. Yeah, and we're cousins, by the way. Okay, cousins. Yeah, I said I didn't even know that, and I've already uh, guessed it on your show. Um, that's there awesome. Yeah. So, that actually brings me uh, to the only other person on the show today, and that's Grant. He is actually my cousin. Uh, <laughs> this is this is not a lie. It's actually hey! true. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other members of our show could not uh, join us for one reason or another. Uh, 
General Grievous has given COVID to one of them. Um, (laughs) But but who shot first? It's it's a great show. I encourage you guys to go listen to it. Um, Alex or Ethan or both, what is your show about? Uh, So our show is basically about bringing all the different controversies that have surrounded Star Wars under one roof. I have... It's been, it was an idea of mine that I've had for a long time because I've looked for controversies and they have not, there's not one place that has them all. And so I decided that I wanted to put a place where they can all be easily found and easily understood, hopefully. But also, I wanted to make sure that it is with, we have a lot of division in the Star Wars fandom right now. And I'm trying to bring a little civility back to it with, being able to have two people on different sides of the argument have discussions and not like get rage mad and hate each other so that we can just discuss it and say, Hey, this is what I like. And they can say, Hey, this is what I don't like. And you'd be like, okay, cool. We don't like the same thing. Right. We and at the end of the Star Wars. Yeah. And exactly. Without, nobody gets up in arms about anything. That is a great show premise. And I agree with you. There is a lot of div- uh, division in the Star Wars fandom nowadays and it gets a little toxic sometimes. I'm a part of different uh, Star Wars groups on Facebook and stuff. And it's like, how, how far will you go to make everyone else look bad? And yep. I know on our show, we will call each other names. Uh, we don't mind that. Uh, but it's all for the laughs. It's for the LOLs. Exactly. No, that there's, there's friendly joking. And then there's, I'm going to call somebody out that I don't know and tell you you're a moron. Right. Yeah. And actually being malicious. Yeah, totally. Yep. Oh, yeah, we can agree. Hey, Grant, what, what is your thoughts on uh, the division of Star Wars fans at the present time? It's very interesting. Um, even within our group that we have on our podcast, there, we have very divisive and interesting perspectives on it. And that's one thing that really makes our show fun and unique, I would think, is that we don't all have the same view. We all have different ones. Uh, one of our co-hosts, Andrew, um, has a very unique view of the Force where it's either good or bad. There, that was just we actually had a discussion about that. We may have a further one on the podcast later on, but uh, everyone else was kind of like, um, "Yeah, the Force isn't good or bad." I mean, Rebels, the Bindu, kind of you know, he's the one in the middle. So um, it's very interesting, very something that I enjoy. Um, yes, it can be toxic at times, but at the same time, it can also cause good discussion and good debate. Oh yes, yeah. definitely agreeable. So let's uh, jump right into our episode for today. Um, in celebration of who shot first uh, guest appearance on our show, we are actually going to talk about a controversy in the Star Wars universe and the namesake of their show. Who shot first, Han or Greedo? And why does it matter? So I'm actually going to hand this over to our guests. They know better than I do about the different versions of the cantina scene that we're going to talk about, where Han and Greedo are having their conversation about Jabba the Hutt, and Han shoots Greedo, or Greedo shoots Han first. So, guys, take it away. So, the George Lucas's official explanation is that there was never any Han ever shooting Greedo. It was only, we didn't see it all. It was only a perspective problem. So, in the original 1977 version... They are Han Solo and Greedo are talking, and all of a sudden Han says, "I'll bet you have of that." Greedo has been waiting for this for a long time. Han says, "I'll bet you have." Then a blaster is shot, 
and smoke is seen going up in the cantina and Greedo falls dead. That's what everybody saw. That's what everybody thought. And most people interpreted that Han Solo shot Greedo. Then in 1997, according to Lucas, all he did was he expanded the shot so that we could actually see what happened. <laughs> there, and with that, we saw a poorly CGI'd blaster bolt go over to Han Solo's head, where he then, everybody called that out and said, why did he miss? Well, then he edited it again in 2002, around there, and where he edited Han's head to move sideways. And so that, again, looks terrible CGI of somebody's head who doesn't move, suddenly moves sideways uh, to get the shot. <laughs> then it, right after that, he edited it again, trying to make it look a little better. And that was after the, the Blu-ray like definitive edition that came out after Revenge of the Sith came out on DVD, where, again, it just makes it look a little better, but still is just, again, a lot of people questioning why Greedo got shot and terrible, was why he was such a terrible shot. And the last one he actually did uh, in about 2015 is when it was said to be done. And then he sat on it because he did it just before he sold it to Disney. And then the only cup cut that he gave them was he gave it to Disney. And in that shot, this time, Greedo says McClunky before he shoots and everybody gets shot. Anybody have anything else to add in this in this little summary? Not really nope. add, uh, but that, I will no. say um, the McClunky scene looks very odd. <laughs> yeah. It's very it's very McClunky, if you will. <laughs> and just completely unnecessary. It is, but I mean, Lucas probably at that point knew he was about to sell and he wanted to have one last laugh with Star Wars is my guess why he did it. But who knows? That's absolutely what, oh, I, 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 I <laughs> so yeah, I, I think so, man. I, George Lucas is, is a, is a very, um, I don't know, I, I don't want to say strange guy, but you can never kind of predict what he's going to say or do. Oh, he's or, strange. I'll say it. Oh, well, yeah, he, he is strange, <laughs> I'll say but it. he's strange. But it, this might have been his uh, his last hoorah, and he knows that that is a a scene that is so wrought with conspiracy and wrought with div division, and he he just wanted to have some fun with it. So, do we? Uh, let's go to Ethan first. Okay, Ethan, do yeah. you think Han shot first, and why do you think it impacts his character? Yeah, so I am I am definitely on in the, in the on the side of. Han shot first, and I think uh, after showing that he shot first, it really just adds that that extra layer to his character. And considering we, you know, initially this is you know this is people's first introduction to Han Solo, and with that, with him with showing him shooting first, you're instantly thrown into uh, this character of wow, okay, this guy's not afraid to to shoot first this you know this guy is not going to wait around to get shot at or anything he's he's he knows his life's at stake and he's not you know willing to risk it or gonna risk it he's just going to take out the threat right away and that's just sort of adding to his badass badassery for lack of a better word uh, and you know after that he shows little remorse he flips a credit to the 
to the bartender and says, sorry, <laughs> and just walks out. You know, how awesome is that? You know, that's the kind of character you kind of, you just, you, you like to see and you kind of want to root for, you know, this guy who's just suave, doesn't just totally laid back. Um, and I think by editing it to show that, you know, that he acted in self-defense, you know, it, it does take away a little bit of, of that, uh, of that character trait. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this is the first time we see Han and he is really trying to be set up as this rough around the edges character, um, rebel kind of not actual a not a rebel to the empire yet but a rebel in character um but he is this rogue do what has to be done kind of guy shoot first ask questions later yeah um he, quite literally just to the beat of his own drum that's right um and i and i do think it does take away from his character so alex what do you think about it uh did han shoot first and you know why why does it matter for his character so my big thing I will say right now is it used to matter a lot to me. Now it's more I've I've bellowed as a fan. And so I it I still think Han shoots first. I think it does affect his character, but it's not something I'm it's not a hill I'm willing to die on. It's not something I'm gonna get mad at people for for disagreeing with or just saying why does it matter? But I will for me, the reason it it doesn't make sense is because it's twofold. The first being that it removes all consequence from the movies. Because if you can't get shot in point-blank range, then you know nothing bad is going to happen to any of your characters. Like, it's, you know, like, you, he's literally getting shot at from two feet away. I can shoot something from two feet away. Like, he's the worst bounty hunter in the world if he can't get that shot off. Uh, and then in the galaxy, rather in the galaxy. There you go. Yeah. Galaxy there. And my, my second thing is the reason it's, it's there and it works is because Han Solo's a bad guy. Like that's the, that's the point of the whole arc of that movie is he's a bad guy. He only cares about himself. And if you immediately say like, Oh no, he has to be shot at first before he'll act. Then you're like, Oh, he's a good guy. Oh, well then why we know he's going to show up in the end. It's it it more of it eliminates the character of he's a bad guy and he has to grow and see the difference of oh I should actually start caring about something other than myself. No, that's that's very valid and yeah, it, it takes away from his character growth, his character arc. Um, he's basically the same at the beginning of the movie as he is at the end of the movie. If that's his character, totally agree. Um, Grant, what do you think about the Han shot first issue? Did Han shoot first, and why does it affect his character? Um, well, I, I believe that Han did shoot first. Um, otherwise, there's no explanation why Greedo really missed. Because, I mean, if Greedo was shot and, you know, on impulse, like Dead Ben Switch kind of pulled the trigger, of course he's going to miss. Um, but it, it's important for Han's character that he did because, like we've already been saying, um, you know, there's no growth if he doesn't do that. Um, he's a survivor. That That's exactly what he is. He'll do anything to survive. Han's all about saving himself. Of course, the sequel trilogy kind of ruins that too, but that's beyond the point. Um, but he he's a survivor. He does what he has to do to survive. Um, he's ready to leave uh, the Rebellion as soon as he drops off Leia and Luke. He's ready to just get out of there and not come back. And he's all about, I'm not fighting the Empire. I want to survive. And so by having 
Greedo to shoot first in the later edits that they made, uh, it really cheapens that. It really makes him, um, they're, I guess, trying to make him more of a likable character would be my guess. Um, somebody that's more relatable is like, oh, well, at the time of those edits, it, it wasn't right for you to shoot first with for no cause, you know, type of deal. So they were trying to sit there and make him more relatable, more likable to the current time. But in the process, they cheapen his character, and they hurt his character, and overall it hurts the story of the original trilogy if Han doesn't shoot first. At least that's in my opinion. Well, George Lucas's official uh, statement on it is that he never intended him to shoot first because you can't have the princess marrying a murderer. I mean, Yeah, to but be I think fair, that's, the, that's the point. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he didn't just kill Greedo. He blew up a Death Star. He, he killed people the entire time. The princess killed people the entire time. Like, does it really matter that Han's a murderer? Everyone in that series that we ever meet is a murderer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I would agree. Definitely. The, if the princess is a murderer, she can marry a murderer. I mean, right? <laughs> um, I, I totally I totally agree with everything we're saying. And I don't think anyone's going to say Greedo shot first. Um, I'm of the opinion that most fans are all on the Han shot first train. Um, and if you're not, you know, who cares? But... Like we've been saying, his character really hinges on him being that bad guy in the beginning. Him being the, I'm out for me, um, I like my buddy Chewie, we've got a history, but other than me and Chewie, don't care about anybody else. And him shooting Greedo really, um, it, it really indicates that he is that bad guy. And if he's that bad guy, when he shows up in the end to, um, to help uh, Luke blow up the Death Star and help in the battle... With the with the rebels at Yavon, they it it really shows his character development and his his character growth because if we will all remember, they didn't know that they were going to make any more films after A New Hope. He did not know if he was going to have the funding to do it. He didn't know if there was going to be be a sequel, but he was able to resolve all of the character arcs in that movie so that if it did end there, it made a very good ending. So we see a character growth from Han um, from the beginning where he's a bad guy who shoots first, asks questions later, to he's the guy that'll come back and help his friends. He's formed an attachment. He likes these people. And then later on in the films, um, he even goes farther and becomes a uh, general in the, in, the, uh, in the rebellion. He becomes someone that they can rely on. And I think it all starts with him being that bad guy and that character growth. I mean, he has a bounty out on his head from Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Um, if you have a bounty out on your head from somebody like that, you're typically not a good guy. Um, so if Han doesn't, if Han doesn't shoot first, it's kind of like, well, why is there a bounty out on his head? Right. Yeah, he dumped some shipment for Jabba, but still, I mean, if it was just the first thing that happened, you know, you wouldn't think that he would instantly go say, "Hey, uh, go kill Han." Uh, just to throw a little more gasoline on the fire, technically there is no bounty on him. Because in the right. re-releases, there's the Jabba scene where he hand goes and talks to Jabba, <laughs> and uh, Greedo is in the background of that shot. That's I true. I, I, I noticed that recently. Uh, I rewatched the original uh, trilogy, and I was like, "Well, isn't he supposed to be dead at this point?" Yes, I was just. And, I was if, literally just going to say that. Yep. yep. And if not, <laughs> and if not, why are we not shooting at him? There's ten of us and one of him. Like, what's going on? Uh, and uh, yeah. this could even be. Uh, keep going. Go, go on, Ethan. What you got? Oh yeah, no. I was just, I was just gonna say it does, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and I was just gonna. One brief thought I had was just, I wonder, you know, the younger generation growing up, you know, discovering Star Wars for the first time, are 
because you can't find a version anymore out there of Han shooting first. Like it doesn't exist. Like I don't think you can buy a DVD of the of of uh, that version of the film. Correct. Uh, I'm, so I'm just wondering, you know, how how many kids are going to grow up knowing about this controversy, or you know, or how many people are going to say, well, no, Greedo shot first because that's the version I grew up on watching. You know, I just I just was thinking of, was thinking about that. Most research I've found is that people just don't care. Yeah. So the people who have who have the 1997 releases, they go, I wouldn't have found Star Wars if it hadn't been released that way. And so it's just that's the way I've grown up. It just doesn't matter. Okay. That, that's that's all the arguments. I have not found a single person other than George saying that like it's important that Greedo shot first. Right. Okay. It's just like that's what I grew up with. And yeah. As as a big overall Star Wars. Um, overarching plot, overarching uh, story. No, it doesn't matter. And when we watch those, and I don't even think kids, if we didn't have this controversy already, kids growing up with it now would never even know. They never even notice. They'd probably never even stop and say, "Dang, you know what? Greedo shot at him first. What's up with that? I thought Han was a bad guy." I don't think that would actually happen. Yeah. Um, you know, but and and this can even shift into a little bit more of a discussion about Han himself. And this is something I want to uh, mention. And uh, with the Han Solo movie, it kind of seems that they took out a lot of Han Solo's uh, mystery. And something I always admired about Han Solo is how mysterious his background was. And, you know, we had legends in, in the EU back in the day that, uh, that kind of fleshed that out a little bit. But overall, Han Solo was such a mysterious character. And I think that... Uh, this this Greedo scene really kind of fleshes out who he is in the beginning, like we've said. But uh, what what are your guys' thoughts on Han Solo's past before A New Hope? Do you guys think um, that the Han Solo movie kind of took away the mystery? Does it take does the Han Solo movie even take away from Han Solo's character? Uh, I think it certainly takes uh, some of his mystery away, certainly. Um, but then uh, in in the solo movie they do have him shoot first um at the very end but i you know things just things like i I didn't need to see the kessel run to me that was always just like this crazy thing that he outmaneuvered or or did and it was like you know wow that what a crazy you know he's talking about that like it's a big thing and and while that would have been cool to i guess well to me it was better in the imagination i guess and it was also kind of interesting to wonder, you know, well, did he ever really do that? Or did he just kind of make that up to to make himself look better or, you know, whatever. I I definitely think that the solo movie certainly takes away uh, the mysteries and some of that interesting stuff about him. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's... Yeah, takes it up and then. Um, there's always some things that are just better left a mystery. Some things that are better left in the dark for your imagination to uh, contemplate on. And it, and it really makes Han Solo seem like a more imposing uh, character to have his past steeped in that mystery. Yeah. Anybody I, else have any thoughts on that? I just also didn't like that, that, that he became Han Solo because he was by himself at the Imperial Recruitment Center. Right. <laughs> just lame. Just thinking about it, um, having that movie, the solo movie in itself, um, could have been better, a lot better, and that probably doesn't help his case or this case for it taking away his mystery. But, um, you know, always seeing Han as a scoundrel through the first trilogy, the original trilogy, 
Um, and then having that kind of stripped away from him. Uh, first in the Force Awakens, it was kind of stripped away from him a little bit. And then in the solo uh, Star Wars movie, uh, it really stripped that away from him for me. And it really kind of killed the vibe of the character and made just cheapened his character, honestly. It, that's just the only way I could describe it is that it, it cheapened his character. And it's not something that I'm happy about or really enjoy. Um, in fact, I couldn't even finish Solo <laughs> because I just like, I can't do this. This is ruining Han for me. Oh, wow. You couldn't actually finish the movie? That's interesting. <laughs> I, I couldn't finish the movie. Like, I just, I couldn't do it. It, it was not, it's not that it wasn't interesting it's just it, it cheapened the character of han if you go back and watch that movie and then go watch the original trilogy after having seen the movie it, it really cheapens his character it really makes it more difficult do you see him as the scoundrel seeing him as this person who's out for himself at, uh, at what point yes at, at, you get a sorry you go ahead no i was just gonna ask at what point did you turn off the film it was so long i was tried watching it like as soon as it came out in like DVD and stuff, because I heard it flopped in theaters, so I'm like, I'm not going to go waste money and do that. Um, I think I think but, he's talking about what point in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, but like it's been so long since I tried watching it, I can't even remember where I was. It, it wasn't far; it was probably like 30 minutes in. Okay, Alex, any thoughts on the solo movie? Okay, well, I'm going to push back. I'm going to push back on this. Yeah, so please do. I actually enjoyed Solo a lot. Now, I will I will uh, say that it does. In the state that it is now, yes, it does cheapen that character. But I will say I always thought and I think the solo movie was supposed to be like a trilogy. Similar to the Han Solo the young Han Solo novels that that came out in Legends. Basically, I think it was built off of that. And having read those, in that Han Solo starts off as like a good guy who's trying to be a good a good guy. And as the trilogy progresses, he keeps putting himself out there and he keeps getting slapped down and keeps getting bad things happening to him. And so to me, as the, as the solo movie starts, sits now, yes, that cheap's like, oh, he's the good guy. He helped out the rebel, rebe rebellion in the, like, in the beginning. And so he's, he's a good guy. To me, I think it was supposed to be, okay, he's sort of a good guy, sort of not. And then as the series went on, it was going to be, all right, he keeps getting shot down. Like, Kira left him, and he's like, he trusts Kira. He's like, I love you, and I'm going to trust you. And she leaves him and doesn't, and so it's like, and that's the kind of, I think there was an arc planned, and because of all the problems that happened with the directors and the, it not making enough money, I think it went down the, the pits, unfortunately, because I, I actually enjoyed the film, but that's with the background of knowing the 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 original arc of like he starts off as a good guy and then turns bad and turns into because everybody keeps turning their backs on him and sticking their knives in him and so the only person he can trust is Chewie right and they certainly set up the uh, a sequel for sure if 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 not a trilogy if not a trilogy definitely a sequel with the ending there oh yeah Darth Maul at the ending definitely sets up a a sequel maybe yeah. not a direct sequel or maybe it was supposed to be a direct sequel right. but that's a movie we'll probably never see unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I can, I really do agree that Han Solo movie cheapens the character of Han for me, and yeah, it shows them as this really good guy, kind of right before New Hope. Now with the with the young Han Solo series, it's more of a progression. Um, he starts out a good guy, and then he's just stabbed in the back so much, he's he's downtrodden so much that he becomes this scoundrel, right. and I think that would be a better way to go. 
um, obviously. The thing about the movies is that you cannot get that kind of character development out of a movie or even three that you can out of a book series. Um, that's just how it is. And I think that's the main problem with uh, Revenge of the Sith. I love Revenge of the Sith. I think it's a great movie. But Anakin's Turn to the Dark Side, it does start in Episode 2 and stuff, but it, it really seems rushed. Episode 3 seems very rushed to me, and I think that's how Han Solo feels for me, that his character does not have enough time between the end of a Solo movie and the beginning of A New Hope to really become that chiseled, grizzled uh, scoundrel that we all know and love, the, the, the really bad guy at the beginning of A New Hope. I think there should be more time from the ending of Han Solo movie and the beginning of A New Hope to give that impression. I agree with that. I mean, uh, we've talked about this before, Blake. Uh, it may have been on a podcast episode that hasn't released yet for us. I think it actually might be. Um, but Maul showing up at the end, kind of, you know, and then comparing that to when he shows up in Rebels in Season 2, um, we don't know how much time there is between the end of that movie and the beginning of uh, where he shows up in Season 2 of Rebels. And it kind of makes you think, okay, so we know there's going off of uh, why there was probably a sequel planned, um, probably around the fall of Maul with his syndicate and uh, the fall of that kind of background that he had. Um, and, you know, maybe Han was involved in that and we don't get to see that. And that may have, you know, gotten to a thing where he worked for Maul for oh so long and then ended up getting stabbed in the back. And that's why he was out for himself. You know, we don't know. But, I mean, I think there was at least another movie planned that will have explored Maul and Han. And I think that I will have been really excited about. But sadly, we don't get to see that. Yeah, I, I wonder if they'll I wonder if they'll make a, a book series out of that. If they'll give somebody the the reins to write that bridge, if not a movie, um, just because I believe so. In Rebels, isn't he trapped on Malachor, or is he? Yes, it's said that he's trapped, kind of. Um, but I mean, we don't know that for sure. He could just he be sitting there the waiting time. for Ezra to show up. For all we know, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's Maul. Yeah. He he lies. He uses. He kills. <laughs> Darth Maul. Maul's a bad guy, right? right. Okay. He's so, not yeah, a bad I, I just... guy. He's chaotic neutral. Hey, D and D, baby. <laughs> chaotic neutral. That's wow. funny. We actually we, we've all <laughs> talked about a podcast where we name our favorite characters and give them D D and D characterizations and all that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think so too, man. I, I think that Darth Maul, kind of in that that end of the Solo movie, Rebels area. There is a mystery, a hole, if you will, surrounding Maul and what he was doing, how he ended up on Malachor trapped, uh, how the fall of his syndicate happened, and it doesn't seem that we're going to see that in movies. I think it was planned, but with the the kind of, I guess, negative review that Solo got, and that may have been a lot to do with The, uh, the Last Jedi, a lot of people didn't like that movie, kind of coincided, it kind of bled into Han Solo movie, and that's too... Uh, movies that did not go as well as Disney planned. They just, I think they just canned that movie, unfortunately. I think there's a rumor that Darth Maul is, that Darth Maul is getting his own series. Now, I haven't heard that, but that would be awesome. I think that would really flesh out the character development, really flesh out that mystery of where he was in that time. I remember a time where Darth Maul, he was just the guy from episode one who got cut in half. And now he has so much character and so much um, lore and mystery built around him that we need to know more. It's awesome. I'm all here for Dar the Darth Maul stuff. But him and Han Solo together, like their relationship, that's, that's kind of crazy to think about. Those are two characters 
probably more than any other characters that I can think of off the top of my head that would just have no relationship. Well, I, I would. I would. But would be interesting to I see. I wouldn't think. I would think if they did do a series, it would either be about like him and Kira doing stuff with their organization and less Han Solo in it. You know, he might show up, but I feel like it wouldn't be Darth Maul teaming up with Han Solo. Right. But him working kind of under Han Solo and things like that, they would have a relationship. Right. But, just, then, but then even, you wonder, but then you wonder, you know, if, if he was around Darth Maul so much, would he have this, like, because in episode four, he doesn't believe in the Force and he doesn't really under, like get that or understand its, its power. And you think if he was around Maul, he would, he would definitely be influenced by that and see, you know, his power. So I feel like he, that, that wouldn't really work exactly. So the question is, would, would Maul hide that side of himself from the syndicate just to keep up appearances? Um, who knows? And that's the kind of thing that a book series or a Maul series or anything like that could really explore. I think that'd be awesome. That's a good point, too, because then if he was if he was really out in the open like that, you'd think Emperor Palpatine would send Darth Vader to hunt him down because, you know, we don't want... Maul's a loose end. Out there. Yeah, right. Maul, you, Maul's a loose end. Yeah. A Darth, a Darth Vader versus Maul fight? <laughs> I would not like that. So I know this is kind of off topic of what we're talking about, but this is a bonus episode, so who cares? Alex, why wouldn't you like a Darth Vader-Darth Maul fight? Just out of curiosity. Because you know how it ends. You know how it ends. You know they can, neither one can hurt the other. <laughs> you know Maul dies in Rebels. That's, that's, that's why I'm saying it. Like, yeah. To and, me, like, duels are not great if you know the ending. That's why, like, to me, Darth Maul and... and, and uh, Darth Maul and... No. Uh, the, you knew how that ended. <laughs> but like it's, I mean, it's still good. But if you knew how that ended, but it's it's Darth Maul and Qui Gon Jinn. That was an interesting fight because you know neither of them are anywhere else. So you're like, I wonder how this is gonna go. But like, no, I will say I didn't. Not that I didn't thought it was bad, but I'm like, I didn't like the Obi Wan Maul fight because I'm just like, I know this is going where it's going. Right. So. And I can actually concur with that, Alex. I can actually concur with that statement. I would like to see a Darth Maul, Darth Vader duel just for duels sake, I guess. But that's, that's my biggest problem with watching any kind of prequel to something I've already watched is I know how it ends. And that, that kind of bores me and it kind of turns me off to watching it. That's why I don't even think I watched like, no, I didn't watch Captain like in the uh, MCU. I never watched Captain Marvel because it took place so far before and, uh, you know, this, that and the other, but like, we know how it ends. Uh, something happens. She's not around anymore. So, you know, what's the point? Well, I mean, if you that point of view, why would you watch the prequels? Why were they even made? Now, the prequels are a little bit different. Hey, 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 yeah! Oh, really yeah, American. there's my guy! I love the prequels. Like, I straight up do. I rewatched them earlier this week. I love them, but, like, if your point of view is, I already know how it's going to end, the Empire's going to rise, or uh, the Republic's <laughs> going to fall, the Jedi are going to die, um, you shouldn't have even watched it at that point based on what you were saying. I would say to me that's that I will say just of I don't I was I'm not a fan of the prequels I will say that now I uh but I will also say that I think there's potential there and I will say to me that's that's bigger of you can introduce characters that you don't know so you you know yes Anakin ends up the Darth Vader and you know Obi-Wan ends up 
in a desert and Palpatine is in charge. That's all you know. So like there there's a big journey to get you there. To me, it's like if you put Darth Maul and Vader in a fight, it's like I wonder like to me it's a, a stretch to get there. And it's also like I why are we investing the time to get here because we know how this ends. Right. And it's, and, it's, the- and, and to me it's more yeah, it's to me it's more of also like this is a cool fight, so let's make it versus let's tell a good story. Right. And, and we've got a pretty fleshed out story before the original trilogy. I mean, with the prequels, with Clone Wars, with Rebels, um, there, there's so much before the original trilogy. Like, there's not too much that we can explore in that era anymore, I don't believe, um, between the beginning of the prequels and the beginning of the original trilogy. Um, I, can, I can totally get that. Um, I would say the 10 years while Anakin is being trained by Obi-Wan would be interesting to see. Yeah, some of that may be interesting to see. And and I think what Alex was also trying to get across is like my problem with prequels is usually like a one movie prequel, not like a whole series of movies prequel cuz yeah, there there's a whole lot that you can explore in the prequels um by just seeing the original trilogy. Uh but just having a movie or you know or so to do that would have not been good. <laughs> And that's the thing I feel about, like, Solo. Because, I mean, I enjoyed Solo, but, like, it didn't need to happen. It was not... They, they they made a... They should not have started with Han Solo. Nobody was asking for a Han Solo prequel. So, to me, like... To me, it's a fine movie, uh, if you look at it objectively. But, like, yeah, it's just... No one wanted to see it. It, it was unnecessary at that time. They should have gone with an Obi-Wan film or the Boba Fett film. That should have been the starting point. I can agree with that totally, Alex. Uh, Han Solo movie just seems superfluous to me. Um, it really does. And I just think it takes so much away from his mystery. And and that's what makes Han Solo so intriguing at the beginning of A New Hope for me, is the mystery behind the scoundrel. Yes, he has a rough exterior. He's a bad-to-the-bone dude. But the fact that I don't know exactly what made him that way makes me like him even more. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but I, I agree the solo movie being where it is and only being one really hurt it. If it was if it was like two or three, I probably would have liked it better. But I just it just never clicked because it was one and I knew kind of where it was going and it's just like, well, I can sit here for two hours and watch this movie or I can, I don't know, go do something else like read one of the you know, expanding universe books or one of the new canon books or go play Battlefront 2, which doesn't have live servers anymore. <laughs> yeah, they just cut that off. Um, but I wonder if, uh, you know, if if it hurt, if the movie was hurt too by coming so soon after uh, The Last Jedi and people still fuming over that movie's, that movie. And I just wonder if they went in to see Solo just with that, like, that distrusted Star Wars, you know, or whatever. And it was definitely a factor. Yeah. And I think that the fact that they made it the Han Solo movie right after The Last Jedi, they should have come up with more of a uh, a punch to the gut, if you will. Something something to get people back engaged. And I don't think that Han Solo... Nah, I don't think it was. Or, or just like, rumor, wait, they should... I've heard a rumor that they tanked Solo on purpose. Why? Wait, what? Because they wanted... They... I, I, so I've heard articles, I've read articles and stuff that they tanked Solo on purpose because of all the production issues that it was having and because they didn't want to have two movies coming out from like the big studio because that's the, that's the year, everybody forgets, that Mary Poppins Returns came, came out. 
and they had the same release that date. That is true. They had the same release date, and they didn't want to compete with themselves, so they put Solo in May. And so basically, I think tanked Solo in order to say to keep Mary Poppins Returns going, which, again, I think is not a great film either, but yeah. It's quite possible. Disney is a business. I mean, that's plausible. And yeah, and this is this is something we talk about on our podcast quite often, uh, Alex and Ethan. Uh, but yeah, Disney is a business, and the things that drive them to make movies is money. And it's not necessarily about making a great story for them, although I do think that their directors, their writers, they do have that goal. I mean, I take pride in the work that I do, even though I get paid to do it. But yeah, Disney's main goal is to make money. So from a business perspective, if, if it's going to work, that's what they're going to do. Sure. Definitely. So does anyone else have anything else to say about the uh, Han Solo uh, Greedo scene or Han Solo in general? They just like ruining characters from the original trilogy one after the other. Luke and uh, The Last Jedi and, of course, <laughs> uh, Han Solo six months later. And then Carrie Fisher died like six months after that. So, I mean, the entire you know trilogy of tri- uh, in the original trilogy just went down here really fast. Yeah, all within a couple years of each other. It's real sad. Yeah. Well, just here's, yep. here's a random question. How old is Chewbacca, and how old do Wookiees live? Because he's when he meets when he meets uh, Han, he's already like a hundred and what thirty something hundred. Yeah, you. He's a hundred. You would think he had some friends. He's a hundred ninety years old when he meets Han Solo. Ninety. What? I mean, him and Yoda were yeah. were friends for a very long time. Obviously, uh, from, yeah. yeah. From See, this is this is where. This is where we need our buddy Diedrich, uh, our other co-host. He, uh, he, he's like the uh, Star Wars encyclopedia. He mm. knows how old everyone is and this, that, and other. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's weird. Yeah, I would think that Chewbacca would have had some other friends in his 190 years. <laughs> I guess yeah. the Republic or the, the Empire took a lot of those guys out, <laughs> well, seemingly. Right, it just, and the fact that he just, I mean, you can tell his look kind of changes over time, you know, but just the fact that he doesn't look... De- He's not decrepit or he's not, you know, slowing down. So I'm just curious, you know, how long the species actually lives. You know, what's the lifetime span? That's a good question. That makes me think that uh, he might show up in the New High Republic books at some <laughs> well, point because he's old well, enough to be there at that point. Or close. close. I thought High Republic was like 300 years. He's, hey, he better not. It better it's not. 200 years before it's, Phantom Menace. It starts at 200 years. Okay. It starts 200 years before the Phantom Menace no, uh, begins, and then it ends 50 years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So there's a 150-year gap a, of the High Republic yeah. is what it's called. And so Chewie, will, at 190 years old in uh, when he meets Han, that puts him in that period yeah, for quite a, a while a baby, that he can just show just up. Baby Chewbacca. Point, so <laughs> be on the lookout for yeah. him. Uh, that's uh, a bad move. Oh, well, I mean, they've had success with Baby Yoda. Maybe Baby Chewbacca is the next Disney money grab. <laughs> uh, they tried that with Lumpy already. <laughs> that's true. We did a whole episode on the Star Wars holiday special, so. <laughs> well, guys, we have had a great episode. Um, I've really enjoyed doing this bonus episode. Uh, today is actually the first time I've actually converse with Alex and Ethan like in a conversation other than over uh, Audrey which is like a podcasting kind of social networking app um, these guys are really cool to talk to and I'm sure we're going to do this again we, we got to um, at this point I think absolutely, yeah. no, for absolutely. sure the, these guys are pretty great so where can we find who shot first guys where can we find your podcast so you can find us on Twitter at who shot one SW pod that's who shot one SW pod and then you can find us on at email at who shot one swpod 
at gmail.com. And you can find us at any on any podcasting network. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're all over the place. That's awesome, guys. Come and re- on by, stop, give us a review and everything. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check them out. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we, we've done this crossover. It's been a been a real fun time. And remember, guys, you can find us, Dork Wars the Podcast. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Just type in Dork Wars the Podcast. Go and like our stuff, share our stuff. Uh, we're trying, trying to really get our name out there, and we'd love for people to listen to us. So with that, thanks, everyone, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars, the podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars, the podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Right at My Reading Lab Paired Gears production.